When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, uh, welcome in for another episode of the Vitamin C's podcast, proud part of the CLNS Media Network. I am your host, Tim Shields, and I am joined by my co-host and partner in crime, Wayne Breezy Brown. Wow. Okay, so first things first, um, Celtics win game six. We've got a game seven in Boston. Um, they've come down from 3-0. They've won three straight. Uh I can't even begin to process everything from last night. Um, my first reaction is the Celtics should not have won that game, but they did. And I think there was going to be one of those games this series. And, of course, it happens in Game 6. We were talking about it, kind of had a feeling like the winner of Game 6 was going to win this series. I don't know how you recover if you're the Heat. What are your What is your first reaction, Wayne? How are we doing today? <laughs> I mean, I look. I, I'm good, man. First reaction. Uh, I, I gotta take it back to how I reacted last night because I I'm not gonna go out there and say that we shouldn't have won this game. Um, but I think in in the light of what you're talking about, the way it started to kind of like just breakdown toward the end of the game it just felt like everything was going in the heat's favor whether it was foul calls whether it, you just name it like everything was going in their favor for them to win it i mean we had a nine point lead with like almost two minutes to go in the game and i know that's a long time uh but i get where you're coming from when you say that we shouldn't have won it i feel like the celtics shouldn't have even been in that predicament uh, from the from the jump, I feel like sometimes they dig themselves into different weird types of holes. But on a great note, my reaction yesterday was like, so I'm at the wedding reception, and I just stopped everything. Like everything, everybody, we need to stop. I don't care who's getting, I don't care. We just got to stop. I need to watch these three seconds. And I didn't even know, like when, when Marcus Smart missed the shot, I'm like, course i didn't even say Derek white tipped the ball in because i kind of hung my head low as the moment smart missed the shot because i was just like dang it was a good look it was a tough shot it and bounced it went, in and bounced and out, out. It, it, went, it went in and out it was so there it went in and out so my my initial reaction was like budge and i was ready and then i saw white doing this I was like, he's just doing this. Like, what did I miss? What did I miss? What did I miss? And then they showed it, and I'm like, this Mickey Ficky tipped that ball in before the shot clock expired, before the game clock expired. I'm like, okay, we won. Then it took them like 55 minutes to declare that we won, and then there it is. Look, I told you we were winning this in seven. Boston's taking this in seven. They, they're getting ready to go to Denver. I could feel it. Was this uh, the way that you <laughs> felt like it was going to happen? Absolutely not the way 
I had it drawn up, but I did tell you they would win in seven. You did say seven. I don't think anyone could have predicted it would have been like this or even a game six like that for that matter. <laughs> so the funny thing for me was is I have – usually when I'm working game nights and everything, I'll have the box score up. I've sent it to you, like game time live. So it'll have like everything updating as it's going along. It'll drop some little facts. It's on the Celtics official page and everything. So they'll give you like the final score and everything like that. And, you know, so sometimes my stream, like my TV will be behind because this, like I use like Hulu live and stuff. And so like the TV was behind, they got Jimmy taking the free throws, which I will unpack in a second. Cause that was terrible. Um, so I saw that he hit both of them and I was like, damn it. Like that's, that's it. That's it. They're up one Oh three, one Oh two. And they went to the commercial break cause they called the timeout. And then I see the clock go to zero and it's one Oh three, one Oh two. And I was like, they lost. And I was like, God damn it. God damn it, they lost. And so, like, I just turned to the TV to watch the play unfold. And all of a sudden, like, you know, Smart goes for the, you know, shot. And all of a sudden, they're like, wait, no, he got it. And I was like, what? They're like, he got it. He got the rebound. I'm like, what are you talking about? And then I see, like, the replay happen. So I go from, like, immediately, like, God damn it. They let this one slip away. They had a terrible game six, like, awful, like, shooting night. And they blew that lead towards the end of the game. And then to immediately, like, oh, my God, they stole it. Like, I damn near had, like, a heart attack. Like, I'm, like, dr like I'm dry sobbing into my hands. Like, I can't believe that this happened. And just, like, crazy. So they shoot 20% from three. It is the lowest three-point shooting percentage they've had the entire season. Didn't Guess I tell you they were going to struggle from the three? It how just many made sense. Guess how many Celtics? Guess how many Celtics hit threes last night? I know Derek White was one of them. Okay, so Marcus who's Smart was another one. Okay, got anybody else? Did uh, Brown hit one? Didn't he? No. Shit. Two. Two Marcus Celtics Smart hit. Marcus Smart and Derek White. Marcus you Smart and Derek White. The only two people to hit three pointers last night were Derek White and Marcus Smart. Nobody else hit a single three pointer. Uh, Jalen was 0 of 4, Jason Tatum was 0 of 8, Al 0 of 2, and Grant Williams 0 of 3. So, no, nobody else hit any three-pointers. Smart was 4 of 11, Derek White was 3 of 7. And we talked about before we went into this series, we kind of felt like it was Derek White's series. In the past few games in particular, he's turned it on. This was another example of it. Hit a massive three down the stretch um, to give them back into the lead. And then he, he went ahead and hit one of the craziest shots in NBA history. Like that was, that was only the second time um, in NBA history that a team hit the go ahead bucket that was facing elimination in the playoffs. You know what the other one was, right? It was Michael Jordan's, Michael the shot Jordan's against shot. the Cleveland Cavaliers. Mm -hmm. That is rarefied, insane statistical air right there. I've just never seen any team win like that. I think Jimmy Butler got away with the double dribble. Um, apparently, apparently he does this a lot, and someone submitted that to the league, and they've got like footage of at least like twenty-five other times where he's done that same exact thing, where he does he does like the, oh I fake fumbled the ball so he can get some more yes, space to get a better like angle. To himself, and the, like that was a travel. He, oh, he did that on a breakaway, I think in game. I want to say game. No, that five. was this game. Was it this game too? It was this. He game. did they it just... in both of them, where yes. he he passed ahead. I'm like, 
Yes. So he, he did it twice in that game where you, you can't do that. You can't pass it forward to yourself That's like what that. I was talking about. I, yeah. I remember seeing that. You got to remember, I was at a wedding, and I know people are going to be like, did Breeze even watch the game? I did. I literally watched the whole game, but I can't zone in on a lot of some of the things that Tim can because I was – I was busy. I was. I you was got your mind going a mile did, a minute, man. I, I, I got to make sure songs are right, things like that. But I tell you what, I saw that shit. I saw every dumb foul call. I, I just, just hear me out. I don't like to blame refs, but there's no way that the refs wanted the Celtics to win this game. There's no way. Yeah, well, the only thing you're going to get pushed back about is probably from Heat fans complaining about that call on Bam, which, by the way, it was 100% correct. It was, a, it was correct. So so here's the thing, right? So, one, the block was clean. However, he grabs the rim. That's basket interference. interference. And, when, and when you're going basket interference on a shot like that, it, the, the shot's going to count, and you fouled the guy. So that's automatically you got two points there, plus you get another point for taking a free throw. Ask. And then he complained to the ref. And so he's he complaining to the ref on a call where he clearly was wrong. And then he gets hit with a technical. So that's four points right there. Four hey. points that should have been avoided if Bam out of bio doesn't play like a jackass. And that's really what that waters down to. So, like, don't get mad at the refs because they called that 100% correct. If, if the shoe were on the other foot and the Celtics did that same exact thing that led to a four-point swing, one, I'd be pissed, but two, like – don't put yourself in that kind of p positioning, right? Like, you, you didn't need to do that. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm more alluded to the fact that, like, when you watch, they got the right, they got the blatant calls right. But here's the thing. Like, I watched Jason Tatum. The, the Celtics come by a bucket within that last two-minute stretch, okay? And so how many times did we curse at the TV telling the Celtics to stop shooting the damn three? That's all they would do, and they would miss. Why do you think Miami was able to come back? And then on top of that, when they finally, when Tatum said, you know what, F it, I'm going to go take it to the hole. I watched the kid literally, like, get clotheslined. And then it's funny how they call foul and Robert Williams gets to the free throw line, but not Jason Tatum. That That's weird to me. And so, like, to me, that's why I said, like, the refs did not want the Celtics to kind of, like, come away with this, especially when Jimmy Butler gets you 15 points and probably 12 of the 15 points or – 13 to 50 points were from the free throw no, line. No, you're right. First time was 12. He was 12 of 14 from the line, and he had some disgusting grifting, dude. James Harden, after James Harden and Joel Embiid, I was worried about this kind of grifting, but like, oh my God. Like, the three point attempt, he's not even taking a three. He's just throwing his body forward after what was clearly a double dribble. So you like, can do that, though, Tim? Like, you, like, because I'm asking from the book of how to draw a foul, you're able to to lunge your body to get to initiate the contact because Al played great defense on that. I hated that it was a switch, but Al knew it was a switch, and for the first time, Al did not play off. He didn't jump on the pump fake, and he no. got and and he was there, and they didn't award the defense. No, Matter f it was a bad. It was a bad. It was a bad foul call. Um, I can see why it, they do it call was it a foul though. It, but it was so he makes the contact. But the issue that I have was was it. And they got to really tune this up. This is the issue that the NBA has specifically with these kind of plays where guys are trying to draw contact. That was not a natural shooting motion. Correct. That's not. Like, you, people call out, like, leg kicks and stuff like that all the time. That's, they need to try and, like, weed that kind of stuff out because it's not a natural shooting motion. He's leaning forward. I don't care if his feet are behind the three-point line. 
when, you know, 80% of his body is over it as he's trying to draw contact with the defender. Like, you're not actually trying to hit a three. You're trying to draw a foul. Honestly, that's the one thing that really made me angry about that beyond just the fact that you missed the double dribble. It's like, you're really going to reward that kind of shit. Like, that, that's the thing that bothers the hell out of me with that. I guess he's just in that upper it's echelon Jimmy. of superstardom. It's not even that. I mean, you watch James Harden get these calls. I will say that in that Philly series, the 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 officiate the officials allowed them to play a lot though. He did get some calls, but they allowed them to play. It it, it got away from them at the end. Like they weren't yes, trying to call as many whistles. I thought the same thing. Yep. How are you feeling going into game seven? Because like my thought process is looking at Miami right now. Jimmy again going ahead. This is, I want to say, the third straight game where he's guaranteed a win. Um, Eric Spolstra was like, we want to lace up and like go play another 48 like right now. Wish we could tip that off right now. They, they, they wouldn't have had you. enough gas to play another 48. Yeah, it's not even Here. that. Like He's trying to say, like, he's trying to say the no, right I things. Know. But like, I know. But I, come on. I think Be they're real. shook. I think they're shook. Like that locker. Look, if I was feeling the way that I was feeling, and one, I ain't on the court, and two, yeah. I, I'm at home and I'm like, oh my god, like I can't believe that came down to that, and my team won, and I was still reeling. How do those guys feel? I I, I can tell you this, like I wouldn't want to play the Celtics if I was on the Miami Heat. I mean, I would strap up and play, but um, you know, they're gonna have to get a lot of support from from their support. Like they're gonna need a big game from Gabe, big game from those guys because you can tell that these stars—they're a little tired. I think they're tired mentally, they're tired physically, and they're gonna give it. But this is one of those games, and I—I I told you the last game was gonna be nail biting. <laughs> this is not gonna be a nail biting game. It's not no. gonna be a blowout. But hear hear me out. The way I feel like this story is gonna go, it's gonna be close for the first two quarters. I think the Celtics keep it close. They win the third quarter. Okay, and then they pull away in the fourth, I, I, because I think that's fair. Yeah, I think that's how it's going to happen. For me, I feel like you just have to get a lead early, like come out and like punch them in the teeth, and they're going to fold like a lawn chair. That's kind of what my opinion is. I feel like if you if you do what you did in like game four or game five, where you come out, you smother them defensively. I think being in that environment, being in the garden right now, you blew so like. Game six hurts in so many different ways if you're the Heat or you're a Heat fan. Um, you, you're looking at you blew a 3-0 lead, so that hurts. There's the mental aspect of that. A and then the way that you lose game six, like Derek White straight up snatched the soul. Like he, 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 dude, he, he, he did like, yeah, dude, like he did like the freaking Kali Kali Ma, like rips the heart <laughs> out and showed it to them on national TV. And that's going to go down in Boston sports history. Like that is, that's up there with like the Butler interception. That's, it, that's up there. That's like Edelman catch esque territory. Robert steals second. Uh, Poppy hits the grand slam to tie the game versus the Tigers. Like it's like stuff like that, man. It, those kind of moments, if you're the opposing team, that just destroys you. And I've seen the Celtics have this happen to them before um, in a series. It happened a hell. I mean, it happened this year. You had the Hawks come out and beat you like that. But I just can't imagine how you move forward if you're the Miami Heat. You can talk all the talk you want, but 
Duncan Robinson also. I think Duncan Robinson is probably going to have a rough game seven. He had two three-pointers wide open mm-hmm. in the last two minutes, and he, he missed. missed both of them. Yeah. Both of them. I'm telling you, he's playing too many minutes. Legs get tired. He's Look. haunted. I, honestly, he's haunted. Like Right Could now, like too. I don't know what's going to happen to him. But like he's been forced to step up into a role because they've got guys battling injuries and stuff. And their depth is just not there. This is what happens when you don't have Tyler Harrow, one of the guys who can actually create his own shot. You don't have that guy anymore right now. And I, he's not playing game seven. He's not playing game I could, seven. I, he's not playing game seven. But did, did mm-hmm. Highsmith even enter this game? Did he get any minutes? Because I, I didn't get a chance to see. He did not, actually, which is really weird. It's um, super weird. I'm yeah. trying to tell you. They I'm went away from Cody Zeller as well. Um, so well, they, they had were, him in there early, but he was just a non-factor, right? Yeah, they had him in only for two minutes, but Bam out of bio plays damn near forty six minutes. Jimmy Jimmy plays forty six forty, so almost forty seven minutes. Gabe Vincent, this is his first game back, was playing damn near forty two. He went six of eighteen from the field, um, three of six from three. So not a bad night by any means, but uh five personal fouls, so like he's clearly his mobility is not there. And I will say this too, like they attacked Caleb Martin as well. Caleb Martin actually had a solid night, seven of thirteen. Four of eight from three, so he was crushing it. They left him open on way too many of those threes. I agree. Three of four from the line, 15 rebounds, but also five personal fouls. So, like, they made a point of the two guys. guys. The two guys who are going to be sharpshooters in the heat, you need to attack them to get them into foul trouble, and that's exactly what they did. They got five fouls on each of those guys, and that makes a ton of difference when it comes to these rotations and everything um, and trying to manage them. What a great but, game plan by Missoula, too, by the way. Like, we talked about him not being able to adjust. Will he be able to adjust? Is he going to be the head coach of this team? Can he, can he get these guys to play? He comes out for the first time all season. You have to find me a presser clip to where you can prove me wrong. But for the first time, he came out and took accountability. And after that, them boys been locked in. I mean, locked no, in. No, I, I think you're right. I think there's been moments where he's like, yeah, I think I need to be like a little bit better. But this is the first time he's like, "This was on me." You're talking about after Game Three, where he's like, I'm "I didn't talk- get these guys ready to play." And Bro, since that point on, man, they've been. Bo- I, it, galvanized them. It be the simplest things in life that will make a person like go to war with you. Like you get what I mean. And so I felt like when he came down there. Now I hate the fact that their backs were against the wall. It was end all, be all. It was winner go home. But maybe that's what they needed to come together. I told you Boston looks locked in. It's tough to beat a locked-in team when you're trying to figure out what do we got to do to be locked in. That's got, that's Miami's mindset. They're like, dang, we doing all this, and they still find ways to win? What the heck? That's because they're locked in. And whatever Miami did to Boston, it might have been the best thing that happened to them. Boston Game 7 got to do three things, three simple things. Right. They got to continue to find ways to move the ball because I still find one on one basketball at times and it's just at the wrong time. I'm okay if Jalen Brown wants to take a guy one on one because he knows he can beat him off the block, get around the rim and get an easy basket. But he still finds ways to turn the ball over because that extra defender comes in and it's too late for him to pass it. And next thing you know, it's a turnover and it's going the other way. They got transition. They get a bucket. It's like, damn, Brown, you're, you're on the minus side now, bro. So, like, for me, I need I need that to be cleaned up. Uh, number two, whatever that defense intensity they turn to crank the, the, the heat up to, they, they need to keep it there because that's what we've been missing. 
We haven't seen this type of defense all season long. Matter of fact, we haven't seen it since last season with Emil Doka as the yep. head coach of the Boston Celtics. So whatever the intensity that Missoula had and he turned up for this team to get right, they got to keep the defense because I'm going to say this, Tim, I do not expect the Celtics to shoot as piss fucking poor as they shot in this, this past game, but they won a game shooting piss poorly. If they can win piss poorly, that means that their defense is on. I'll take great defense over 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 making them shots. Now I don't. I, I want them to hit the shots. Don't get it twisted. But I I want that defense. I want to force Miami to have to shoot. Force them to shoot. Keep them out of the paint. Force them to shoot. Win in the paint. I guarantee you, Boston shots will fall. And the third thing is they just got to continue to just keep whatever it is that they have going. I feel like the coach figured it out. I'm okay if if uh, Brogdon doesn't play in this game again. Um, but if he's good to go and if he has the green light, oh, snap, Miami, you got something. Because if he can hit a shot, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. Yeah. You need him to get back to it. So, like, I'm not going to – I don't want them to rush him back either. So, like, if he's if he's not ready or he's even, like, just a little bit hesitant, like, just if you're going to put him out there at all, just keep him on a short leash. Just, to, just don't let him get it any worse than he has it already. You want him to try and heal up a little bit if he can. So – I, I think overall going into this game, yeah, you need to bring the defensive intensity. That's really what has changed this series for them. As soon as they brought the defense, the whole thing changed. And when I said earlier that like the Celtics should not have won this game, statistically speaking, no, they shouldn't have. Based on the turnovers, the lack of assists, um, just 20% shooting from three. Like Overall in the night, like they did shoot well or well enough, but it was the three-point shooting that really brought them down. 7-35. And only, like I said earlier, two two guys hit threes the entire night. And you know, from a Celtics perspective, that's just not going to happen again. Cool. It just doesn't. And I, I will say, towards the end of that game as well, you saw the Heat changed up their zone a little bit. And I'm sure that Joe Mazzulla is going to have them ready for that kind of situation again, just because you saw different little wrinkles in their defense. Um, and, and that's really why the Celtics struggled to score down that stretch. So... Going into this one, it, just start off the game like you did in four and five. Just come out, punch him in the teeth. I think, I think the Garden is gonna be crazy. Gonna be I've been I've been there for a game seven before. It 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 is something else. And I think after coming back from three zero, that is gonna be some insane atmosphere. I'm guessing they're gonna have some big names there. I wouldn't be surprised if you saw some members of the 2004 Red Sox there, Johnny Damon was at game six because he lives in florida now so like they showed him courtside and he was wearing his red Sox ring i've seen he's seen his he's wearing his red Sox ring so like everything about this everything about this series the comeback the the insane play by Derek white to go out there and just snatch the soul of the miami heat i I just don't see the Celtics losing this now. When I when I talked about going into game six, I felt like that game was going to decide the series because if you're the Heat, it, it just takes completely any momentum or belief that you had and just throws it out the window because you had three chances, you failed to do it, and now you got to go into Boston and do it again. you got to try and go into Boston and take a win when you haven't won in three straight games, and that's how you lost game six. Oh, 
I can't imagine trying to coach that team. They got to be all hanging their heads. Apparently, they were listening to Ed Sheeran in the locker room. Wow. Gabe Vincent is like, you know, something about like life goes on or something like that was the name of the song by Ed Sheeran or something like that. I'm like, buddy, if you're playing Ed Sheeran in the locker room, like, I don't know what to tell you, but like, no. <laughs> look, look, now, I we can't come out and lay an egg. Again, we have to remain the aggressors. We have to remain aggressive. Uh, I think our coach has been more aggressive. I think the players have been playing more aggressive. And the leadership is showing. I'm not sure who the leaders are on Miami other than Jimmy Butler. And maybe that's that's an issue. Maybe that is an issue. Well, I know Bam was saying as much like, I need to hit shots. Like he was saying that. He had a rough night too. He was like 4 or 16. Yeah, um, I, I like that he's rough. taking accountability. But when I look at the Celtics, man, you know, you know when when Jalen Brown is telling me Marcus Smart is yapping in his ear, when when Jason Tatum looks like he's just commanding now on the floor, opposed to just being super passive. Like when you see things like that, when Derek White is just playing basketball, like I I feel like whatever the role they gave him, uh, the players were like, "Nah, that ain't you. Be you." And now he's being him, and he he wasn't supposed to be there to get that rebound. What a, like come great on! Great read, great what read by read. Derek White. He I mean, so he, he was ready to go out for the three, right? Like he was ready to rotate over for an open exactly. three. But he he looked over at Smart and he was like, "He's gonna take this shot. He's not gonna pass it to me." So he's like, "I better go crash the boards." And he was like, ready there, waiting for it. I mean, and it went in and out, bro. So to to still react on it, it's crazy because it wasn't just a hit rebound. It was a hit in bounce out rebound which good read on it man great seriously read. good rim read because honest if it if it hits the rim any other way they might not have had that chance and smart was saying as much after the game the reason why he took that shot and got it up as fast as he did was because he remembered what happened in philly and he was like i just didn't want to have that happen again like so if i missed i wanted us to have another chance to you know make a second chance bucket on it so right because like, remember he, the, the, he held the ball too long yep oh Okay, now we talking. All right, and it went in and out. Damn smart. I mean, you hit that over two people too. Like, if he hit, dude, if he hit that, I, 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 I would have bought you a Marcus Smart. Jersey. Like, <laughs> I got, I got one of the jerseys. I don't have a jersey, but yeah, uh, you would have had a jersey because he ain't going nowhere. He'd be a Celtic for life. I think, I think he's. There's a really good chance that he stays here the rest of his career. You can tell. He can. You can tell. You can. There's just a certain vibe around certain yes, guys in this roster. Um, so I mean, just going into Game Seven on Monday, it's an eight thirty p.m. tip off. What are, are you, do you have any other thoughts? Because like my mind is still like I no, am just I, swimming I, in it, man. And, and and you should and you should enjoy it and you should relax, enjoy your uh, Memorial Day weekend, everybody out there that's watching. But listen, the Celtics backs are still against the wall, and uh, I don't know about you, but. Since their backs have been against the wall, they've won three straight games. Uh, and I know it's even, but again, they're still coming from behind. Uh, the Celtics got a lot on their plate. I hope that doesn't like weigh them down. But, man, they win this game. I, I know I'm not, I shouldn't say this, but, damn, the history, the historical takes from this particular win will be through the roof. And I don't oh, even yeah. think the Celtics will get enough fanfare for it because they got to turn around and be ready to go Friday. To Denver, yeah. Denver. <laughs> and I mean, like, hey, you know what? What I will say that is this. Um, the locker room overall and what they said, and, you know, Charles Barkley was talking to Jalen after the game, too, and they had him talking and saying, you know, you know, it's 
no, you got to put this one in the rear view. You you won this one, and you've got to go See. ahead and win another one. Like it, all this stuff doesn't matter if you don't go out and win Game Seven. And Jalen Brown said exactly the same thing. Marcus Smart said the same thing. Jason Tatum said the same thing. Jason Tatum saying, "I love these guys. I believe in these guys." It's probably the most expressive and animated I've ever seen him on a microphone in a post game in a long time. Um, talking courtside, I think he was talking to Ali LaForce. So. They know what's at stake. They've known what's at stake since going down 3-0 and completing this comeback to tie the series up. But you got to go home and win at Game 7. Uh, and I don't expect them to come out flat. I just don't think after all of this and all the energy and everything, like that crowd's going to be crazy. crazy. The Celtics need to be ready for that. I don't think the Heat are going to be ready for that. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Chalk it up, baby. Game <laughs> chalk it seven up, is chalk on it the up. way. <laughs> All righty. Um, and with that, we're going to wrap up this episode of the Vitamin C's podcast, proud part of the CLNS Media Network. Um, we will catch you after Game 7. Hopefully, uh, we'll be doing some preview stuff for the finals. But let's uh, just go out there and get a win on Game 7. So amen to that. And uh, cheers. Sign up at FanDuel.com slash Boston and make every moment more on America's number one sportsbook.